everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is your co-host, Daniel Phillips. Hi, I'm Daniel Phillips. This is your co-host, Brett Irvin. Wait, what? Have we done that bit before? I can't remember. Surely. I just go off of what you say almost every time. So uh, Yeah, that's my fault then. <laughs> We're a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book every month and we make friends along the way. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Hello. Have you made any friends lately? Have I made any friends? Have you made uh, a good new point. friend lately? Yeah, yeah, actually. Uh, was it along was, the way? It was along the way. I, I actually feel like I um was really like blessed to have made a lot of new friends through the uh, Judson, M. Judson's book club. Hmm. Does they all talk about you behind your back? I don't know. I think that I doubt any one of them thinks about me behind that my back. It doesn't necessarily sound like... That's it's friends. new. That's it's new, new and emerging. Yeah, it's new. It's new friend. It's new and emerging friends. And also, like, how often do you think about other people besides yourselves? Really, Dan? If I'm not thinking about Brett once or twice a day, I can't sleep at night. Yeah, it's like same. Duolingo. Like it's 1157. And it's like, by the way, you haven't thought about Brett today. You're going to lose your Brett streak. Yeah, I, I send him messages when he's not on the street. I send him like fire emojis to say that he's on a streak. Yeah. He's running behind on his Brett thinking. Uh, well, do we want to get into short stories, our segment where we catch up with each other, talk about each other's lives, talk to the listeners about our lives? Does that sound good? I don't know. Do you think listeners like hearing about our lives? Uh, <laughs> well, they don't, better because here we freaking go. Yeah, that, uh, that just gave me a little bit of an existential panic, Dan, that I didn't need. Um, I don't know. It's our podcast. If they're tuning yeah, in, they I would think maybe. They can no, suck it. If they don't like it, was, they can suck it. That's not what I was saying. No. Straight from Parker Moon's mouth, suck it. Uh, this week, it. I finished uh, Court of Frost and Starlight. I am, I'm moving on. I've got one more left. One more Akatar book and I'm done. Because there's going to be no more, right? I don't have to read any more of these, right? There's going to be 10, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I finished Court of Frost and Starlight. Perfectly fine little Christmas novel. I am now on to Silver Winter Flames. Solstice. Thank you. Sorry, yeah, it's not you. it's not Christmas, it's winter solstice. Is it? Well, there's another name for it, right? I think. Oh, I don't know. I honestly couldn't remember. I thought winter solstice was right. I think, yeah, I think you are right. They, I thought they called it like an actual name too. Like it's on the winter solstice and it's called Does Santa this. have wings in that one? Huge wings, if you know what I mean. Absolutely so massive, sexy. Massive leathery wings. Does he, is, does his, does his pole point north? It sounds <laughs> it sounds like two baseball gloves rubbing together when he flies around the houses. Um, he puts the ho and ho ho ho. Okay, uh, that was the guys, last dumb joke. Go on, guys. My my North Pole joke. That was pretty good. That was a good joke. It was a good uh, joke. Do you do you want a pat on the back? You want a cookie? I kind of do. I was hoping <laughs> for. I was hoping Hang on, for Dan, Dan. Dan, pause. Pause the podcast. Let's sit in Brett's good joke. <sighs> Okay, I would, now we can I would continue. Give it 8 out of 10, because the delivery wasn't perfect, but... Yeah, 4 out of 5. Uh, okay. Silver Flames is the next book I'm reading, which is the last current Akatar book. Uh, it shifts character perspective. Also, it shifts POV from first person to third person, which is an odd choice to me. Um, 
but what are you going to do? I'm reading it. It's not bad. I'm probably about 50, 60 pages in. And then I'm just looking forward to the future. You know, I've been in this series for quite a while. I think I'm going to rip, uh, whip out some, uh, either the NK Jemison had to look up to make sure, uh, that was her name. The broken earth, fifth the season. fifth season. Yeah. I think I'm going that direction or Joe Abercrombie's the blade itself series, which is also apparently really good. Nice. So, yeah. We're going to go from there. Sweet. Can I go? Me go? Yeah, you, me go. Me go now. Um, so I uh, am reading Black Sun. Um, it's it's for the the sci-fi fantasy book club that Maddie and I are part of. Um, and it's good. I'm, I'm like a 200 pages about in. Um, and it's starting to pick up. It was a little slow. Had me worried. It's starting to pick up. So that's good. Um, my short story. Are you ready? We got breaking book news. Um, and by that, I mean, we're about two to three weeks late on this conversation, but I, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, so two things were announced almost back to back, which was a little weird. But Harry Potter is having a reboot made on Max or HBO Max. I don't know. There's called Max now. Me. Yeah, it's very dumb sounding. So um, and wild, then, right? It is yeah, wild. They, and then they thought it was too smart. So we had that news, and then we had uh, Twilight uh, is also getting a, an extended show. TV show universe. That hasn't been announced if it's going to be a remake or if it's just going to exist within the Twilight world. But I thought both of which uh, were were fascinating. I feel like there's a um, kind of a, a resurgence of sorts of stuff that was very, very popular when we were in middle school, high school time. Now with uh, Hunger Games kind of making a splash back on the scene and Harry Potter, I guess, is is trying to make a comeback and which it never Did it ever went go anywhere. Away? Yeah, this no. scene, it's just really weird to me because like I, I feel like we haven't let these stories simmer long enough, like years go by real quick. And I feel like people are still discovering Harry Potter and like. In the grand scheme of things, it hasn't been that long since that series ended, like 11 years, 12 years ago when the movies finished. Well, yeah, and they're, like they're so iconic that yeah, it, it's just really it, strange. Right. It, it feels money. like, um, yeah, I mean, it does. It, it feels like a money play. And I, I would rather it go in the direction of like a rings of power type situation where they, I mean, I don't know. Fantastic yeah, beast isn't great. Let's, let's, let's hold the phone on that because Fantastic that direction beast. was not great. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like, maybe, maybe Harry Potter should just stop doing things. Yeah. yeah. It just <laughs> That's seems actually so weird. It. And Brett's right. Wait. It's just money. Like people are going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, but it's so odd to think that like, it, it's still, I watch a Harry Potter movie once every year. It's not like I've ever watched it and thought, man, this is really dated. I wish yeah. they would remake it. Put it on ice until JK Rowling uh, passes away. And then, <laughs> correct. and then, and then <laughs> the new heir to Harry Potter will hopefully be more uh, fun and we can kick it up then again. Uh, so I, I don't know. Out of the th out of those things, though, weirdly enough, I'm definitely most excited for Twilight uh, to be ex expanded upon. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be cool I, to I, see what kind of because uh, 
the, the old movies are beloved, but they're also like memed on a lot. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see if they try and go more serious or if they try and like st- stay in the same kind I, of theme. I really, I hope they lean into the camp of it. Right. I, I hope they, because like, I don't think they will, but there, there's such a like fun nostalgia about the campiness of it. And I would love to see that, um, like the like the bluish tinted filter exactly you, you know make a make a comeback um but i also like there there is stuff about the lore that i think is fascinating i would love for a carlisle story i think he's the best of uh the cullens um but i don't know i'm, I'm that's kind of where my head's at with that all that news is the twilight thing was the one that i found most interesting all right brett hit me with your short story um have you ever been in public and you are just like minding your own Shard. business and then something like jump scares you, but you don't know if you like people around you could tell that if you like jumped or not. Like if something made you jump in your brain, but you don't know if you like shifted or moved or if people could tell whether you were like, like spooked. Yeah. Yeah. Spooked by it. What'd you get spooked by little fella? I was at Publix. Oh my God. And... I was There's in. No I was looking at. Do you it, spend hours in public <laughs> waiting for something to happen? No, I things find me. Okay, Brett what roams happened? the aisles of Publix waiting for an event. Trouble finds me. I oh, that boy over here. I was just looking at sal. I was looking at uh, lettuce, and then it's right next to like the entrance into like the fruit and vegetable back room. <laughs> For the staff at Publix. Okay. And I was standing yeah. there with like kind of like turned, like angled away from that walkway. Mm-hmm. And I had an earbud in one of my AirPods and L- I was just listening minding my own to business. music or not listening. I think I was not. A lot of times I just like turn it off. Purely then, aesthetic for the yes, sex well, appeal. No. Well, so people don't talk to me. Oh, uh, Brett. No, not in a bad way. I just was <laughs> like minding my own business. I don't want to be talked to. Uh, okay. And I'm just standing there and all of a sudden I hear and I it's his fault because he like screamed in my ear. This guy walked up and I'm going to not say it as loud as he did, but he said, can I help you with anything, sir? And but he like yelled it and he did it like one foot behind me Uh without any like he didn't like walk up. It's almost like he was just like standing like he appeared there and just standing there like a robot and was like. Can I help you with anything, sir? And he right in my ear. And I literally went and I like turned. And I was like, oh, nope, I'm good for those. It sounds like a Janice from a good place. Yeah. Well, I just like I like I like shuddered for a second and was like he materialized. No, I'm good. And then I was like, did it did could he tell that that I was absolutely caught off guard by that? So, hey, Brett, have you ever considered shopping at Walmart where no one even looks each other in the eyes? I think there's a rule where you can't like look above eye level everyone just looks down and is like solemn and sad and yeah that's a good point i don't know if it's like a, a social thing but i go into public's earbudless almost every single time and i've never spoken to a stranger <laughs> well okay sometimes i listen i'm listening to music but i just at this time i wasn't <laughs> okay no it i was, don't know why was, you're caught up it was that. to look it was to look <laughs> sexy he did it for the aesthetic oh i don't know i just can't get past this one detail Okay, well that's great. Um, I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's just just food for thought. Just okay. food for thought. All right, let's um, move on. Yes, let's let's move right into uh, 
Discussion? Do we have a quote of the week? Discussion. No quote of the week. No quote of the week. So. Our, our, um, I'm trying to think of a good allegory here. We say coffers our, a lot. Yeah, I know. And I didn't want to say coffers because, again, I don't know what a coffer is. Um, our, our well runneth dry. Is that good? We've said that before, too, but I think it's, I think it stands perfectly fine. Okay, what about our, um, hmm. Piggy bank is coinless. Yes. Okay, our piggy bank's coinless. Our pi- and piggy we, our, bank our, is not bottomless. Yes. Uh, it's We're been out broken. of quotes of the week, um, and I just read a book that was not very quotable, and so I didn't bring one, um, and that's where we are. So we're just going to skip over to discussion. But our hands are open, listeners, if you'd like to send us in your quotes, and then we will read them out loud. Yes, with arms wide open. That was really good, Dan. Let's talk about Creed. Let's talk about Creed. We're going to get into discussion. (laughs) This is a good idea. Guys, we have not, we're 20 minutes in this podcast. Let's talk about the band, the Christian rock band Creed from the early 2000s that nobody knows is a Christian rock band. It's butt rock. All right. So, our discussion, (laughs) God, our discussion this week is simply titled If You Like This, Read this. Wait, hang on. If you like that, read this. There we go. I got no, it. No, I'm doing the opposite, I think. I'm doing, if you liked reading this, watch this. Oh. I've got one of those. I've got one of those to throw in. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you well, like I... this content, try this content. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fine. That works. Okay, that's okay. good. Okay. Um, um, someone let's... set the stage. Someone set the stage. Uh, okay, well, hmm. I have a fun one. Okay. You want to do a fun one? This one, uh, this one's a fun one to kick us off because I think this one might be a little bit of narrow casting and I don't even know if y'all, uh, have much familiarity. Wow. I really butchered that word. Uh, do y'all know of Foster's home for imaginary friends? Oh yeah. Walt. Yeah. Cheese blue. Yeah. Cheese blue. Love all of that. Coco, the whole gang, um, Frankie. So this was, this was a, uh, a show on Cartoon Network um, that uh, it, it starred a, a kid named Mac. His name's who, Wilt, isn't it? It is Wilt. Did you say Walt? And you had his me name's say Walt. Wilt. His, his name's Wilt based off of Wilt Chamberlain. Yes. Oh, that's great. Um, is it really? Yes. Yeah, so so the, the show, it's, it, was, it was very, very charming. Um, it was on Cartoon Network and it was about a kid named Mac who had a best friend um, an imaginary friend named Blue, and it actually started as a movie and then was adapted into a TV show, much like Jimmy Neutron, um, where this kid didn't want to give up his imaginary friends. And this world, once you become a certain age, your imaginary friends are then like taken, kind of from like like as kind of like a social services thing into this like foster care where they live out the rest of their days, and it's kind of sad. Um, and you know, so, but obviously Mac has a big heart and doesn't want to see that happen. So he goes and, uh, kind of helps keep Foster's home for imaginary friends alive. Um, and, and, and lives with all of these imaginary friends from other folks who had, have left their friends behind and fun stories ensue. Um, but it, it's just it's just a very good show. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't know if a lot of people watch it. I grew up with it and adored it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, I definitely 
I know, I know of it. I don't think I ever watched a ton of it, but I definitely know of it. Yeah. Um. I. I mean. I. I recommend it. I don't know. I didn't check before if it's streaming anywhere. I would imagine, if not Netflix, maybe. Um. Maybe Max, because I feel like they get a lot of Cartoon Network stuff. Um, yeah, they have. They have. It's probably on there. I think they have a Cartoon Network like association or like they. Yeah, because it it's Warner Bros. Yeah. Um, so so my my book recommendation based off if you if you have any recollection or fond memories of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends is House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune, which I have talked about on the show plenty. Um, but just as a reminder, that is uh, it's a little bit more mature themes than Foster's Home. Uh, but it's it's still like it's just infinitely heartwarming and charming. It's about uh, a guy who works for a um, social services type department for uh, monsters of sorts. And he's called to go on site to see if this one home for these monsters uh, should be kept open or if it should be closed. Um, And he is pretty much like all business and and doesn't try to get too involved with the cases. Um, But it's it's a found family story. He goes to to this house and uh, figures out that what he needed this entire time was a family and it's a family of monsters and it's great. Um, so that's that's my first. If you like this, try that. Uh, is if you like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, try House in the Australian Sea or vice versa. Nice. Perfect. Sounds great. Um, yeah. I've got another narrow cast for you. Okay. Sweet. We directed love, by. We love narrow casting. We hope by, you guys. <laughs> God dang it, Parker. <laughs> like our deep cuts. Sorry, I'm so sorry, Daniel. <laughs> directed by John Favreau. With a budget Jeff. of sixty-five million dollars, with a box office of sixty-five point one million dollars, starring Josh Hutcherson and Kristen Stewart, Zathora: A Space Adventure. Okay, I'm on board. The funniest part about this, I didn't even actually bring this; it just popped up on my research, and I had to talk about Zathora: A Space Adventure because this movie is you, wild. Have you watched it? <laughs> yeah, it's is good. That the one? It's Dak Shepard. Yeah, Dak Shepard. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait. Uh, can we play a game real quick? I don't know anything about this. I think it's something like Space Jumanji. Is it's that Jumanji. right? Yeah, it's Space Jumanji. Their house. It's Space Jumanji. Doesn't their house get like hurtled into space? Yeah, their house and it's becomes like, their like a spaceship. Okay. It's a cool movie. Um, no, I brought Ocean's Eleven, and I feel the eye roll here because I talk about this book all the time. Ocean's Eleven. Lock it down with freaking lies of Locke Lamora. I love that. If because I love that movie. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven so good. If you like Ocean's Eleven and you like George Clooney just charming people up out in Vegas and just heisting it up with his buddies of <laughs> he, he has a friend that's has a special niche talent <laughs> and that's all that friend does. You got to check out Lies of Locke Lamora because I'm on board. This book um, it follows the Gentleman Bastards, which is a group of like adopted orphaned uh, boys who grow up training to be uh, like a thieves guild in their city, and each of them kind of has their own special like niche role on the team. Uh, you've got Locke Lamora, who's like the the classic charmer kind of head honcho of the operation. Like he avoids fighting or any brawls because he just can't do it. And so he tries to just wit his way out of everything. Uh, You've got Gene, who's the muscle of the operation. 
and you got bug who's like the he's like the guy behind the the desk guy in the chair type uh the guy um, in the chair and it's just really good it's a super super good story where they're trying to pull off you know like one really big con against uh the gray king which is like the uh the villain of the first book who kind of comes into the city and he's all on to the the gentleman bastards he knows what they're about and so they're trying to play the gray king um for for lots of money and gold um and it's just very fun adventure some some pros and cons of it the cons the humor is pretty crude like i i was thrown off by the writing a little bit at first but it narrows off uh, a good bit but it's like it's like 15 year old teenage boys and so i i feel like i heard that somewhere yeah. um which kind of gave me pause to read it but it does mm-hmm. like premise wise it sounds great premise wise it's amazing and that that well, george type clooney's of like, 15 in uh oceans <laughs> 11 so. i feel like george clooney has been a, a hot silver fox 60 years old for the past 45 years um yeah the humor humor is like a little crude but that really tapers off like halfway through the book when like the big conflict sets in uh but pros and this is a big pro for me uh when compared to the other heist book uh that people talk about all the time i like it more than mistborn and so that's that's praise enough because mistborn's super good and it's another great heist novel that is that's that's high praise for sure yeah um, it's good i like it a lot and i the the biggest pro I can say about the book is it's written in a way where like the narrator is like one step ahead of the reader is kind of what it feels like. And so you're getting kind of like false narration sometimes where like even as the story plays out, like the twist and turns kind of hit you all at once. So it's really good. That's very fun. Is it uh, is it kind of similar to the new D&D movie? It That's, it can be yeah the new D and D movie I don't know if we talked about it yet it was so fun it was awesome it was it was a lot of fun and, and it kind of had that like heisty like yes. uh, found family you know like what everybody has their role element yep. yeah another great example so with my uh, offerings I'm gonna uh, provide you a book say if you like this book then you should watch these movies I, I'm I'm offering several movies for each book. Wow. Um, with wow. minor differences. Like it'll be like a family friendly version or like a horror version or Ooh, just like a fun. deep a deep cut connection. The way you keep saying offerings, it makes it sound like you're gonna like slay a lamb on an altar. <laughs> um what's what's a synonym? Uh options. Blessings. Uh so let's start with uh Percy Jackson. So if you like the Percy Jackson series, I know a few people on this call that do like the Percy Jackson series. As you remember, what is we read it. Oh. Um, Can I take a guess at the movie? One of them, sure. Pan's Labyrinth. Remember the Titans. No, but that's no. a good... Wow, those are both good options, guys. That would be that would be cool. At least in like... I guess Remember the Titans is about like people learning to like team up and fight fight together and... Those are Wait, which options, one am I? Guys. Which one am I thinking of? There's a Greek mythology one that says oh something. Oh my of the god! Titans. You're, You're thinking, thinking of Clash. Class of Titans, you idiot! Not remember <laughs> the Titans, the, the high school football movie. <laughs> I you knew it was freaking wrong. Buffoon. I, I knew it was Jesus wrong, but Christ. I couldn't remember. I knew it was wrong. I could. I didn't know. Okay. 
Uh, Wait, no. The worst part about that is you said the wrong movie, and then Brett found a way to make you sound right. (laughs) Brett's so nice. Brett's too nice. I it it works for the same reason. I knew what movie he was talking about. And the way that they're both stories, they're kind of similar. Okay, Okay, sorry. I'm going to continue. Yeah. Um. So yes, the first option, if you just want like a mindless action movie, kind of a little bit generic, but it's got the Greek mythology in there, you could check out Clash of the Titans, which is our guy, known Greek actor, Sam Worthington. <laughs> He's plays Perseus and he battles to, uh, to, to kill the Kraken and save his home. Um, and then also there's another one. I feel like, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's, I, it's one of those movies I haven't seen in a while, so I don't remember if it's good, but it's called Immortals. And it's Henry Cavill, oh, yeah, a younger Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Where he plays no. Theseus. I've never even heard of that. He wears no, no, sorry, not him. There's a bunch of weird hats in the movie. Do you yeah. remember that? Or so like it's helmets? Like their their interpretation of the Greek gods is kind of interesting because they all wear like giant. They look like stat. They basically wear like what statues show that the gods oh, wore, like big hats and stuff like that. Um, it's an interesting take. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, obviously. If you're looking for family friendly, you could just go like the animated Hercules. Wonderful movie. So good. An we unexpected pick. Uses. But connected is Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Because it is based um on the Odyssey, which is really cool. So a is lot of the characters really? in the movies I didn't know that. Yeah, so the George Clooney's character is Odysseus. And the journey that they go on mirrors it like John. Wait, Goodman, that's cool. John Goodman's so, character <laughs> has an eye patch and he plays the Cyclops. And then. Uh, so wait, wait, hang on. Another way to frame this, though, would be if you like the book, The Odyssey, check out Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I mean, I'm trying to make a, an <laughs> unexpected pick connection. They both have to do with Greek mythology. I, I'm just yanking your chain, pal. I, I actually think that's very cool. I didn't know that about. Oh, brother, we're out that there. would be too obvious of a connection. Too on the nose. And then also, I thought of a good uh, coming of age story that is has involves a lot of water, and that is um, it's one of my favorite like of those type of movies. It's called The Way Way Back, um, and it's about a kid that goes on a vacation with his mom and his stepdad to I think like the coast like the New Jersey coast or something like that. I forget what state it's in, but basically he doesn't have a lot of friends, hates his stepdad who is played by Steve Carell in a really random, like villain role. Um, He actually plays it really well, but it has Sam Rockwell in it, but it's related because he works at a water park throughout the whole movie. So just like Perseus, he becomes a, the master of water. (laughs) Mm. Um, so yeah those are my first offerings sorry options no i like i like offerings better uh should should i go again uh we can do a snake draft type thing if y'all we're like i'll go and then or whatever we want to do if y'all wanna if one of you wants to jump in with something let's snake it up brett go again okay so here's my next one it is if you like the Hunger Games, here's some options for you. And it's kind of in like a dystopian survival type vibe. So if you like The Hunger Games, you should check out 
um, the movie Snowpiercer. I don't know about the TV show. I don't know if that's good, but the movie Snowpiercer, super, super good. Chris Evans, dystopian survival. Definitely, I mean, I guess the Hunger Games is a pretty dark, uh, especially the later ones. But yeah, survival, stuck in a train in the middle of an Ice Age apocalypse. And Chris Evans has to fight his way. There's like a lot of class warfare, which I feel like matches up with the Hunger Games as well, where the people at the back of the train are kind of the lowest class of people and are treated very poorly. And they kind of rise up with Chris Evans being their unvoluntary leader. I don't know the term for that. He doesn't want to be leader. Yeah, but he doesn't want to. It's it's a a great movie. It is. The train cars are essentially the districts, right? Like you have the the back of the train is like the District 12. And then as you move up, you get nicer and nicer until you reach essentially the capital where people are living in luxury. Right. I got to say, we do we do movie nights every now and then. And there's been a few movie nights where Brett has offered uh, up Snowpiercer as the night, the nightly movie. And everyone says no. And I really want to watch this movie, but I refuse to watch it by myself because of how many times Brett has said, hey, we should watch Snowpiercer. And then everyone turns him down. So, Brett, if you want to come over one day to watch Snowpiercer together, (laughs) I'll watch it with you. Why don't you just, like, drive over to Brett sometime and watch Snowpiercer, dog? It just sounds like a good time. We'll do it. It sounds like like a a good good time. time. It's on the books. My next option for the Hunger Games. So it's a it's a horror survival movie. It's called Ready or Not. Have you guys seen seen that one? I, I have seen Ready or Not. I weirdly enough was just talking about this movie with, like with Maddie the other day. Okay. Yeah. Great movie. Um basically our main character is gets married to a marries into a really rich family, but unfortunately the night of their wedding, um that family is cursed. And they begin to hunt her as part of a ritual to maintain their riches. It's definitely like an offering, so to speak. Yeah, the, she's an offering. This is my offering, and she is an offering. But it's just a great movie. Um, it's there's some like it's it's definitely there's like gore and violence and stuff, but it's not like a super gory movie. It's not a super scary movie. It's just more of like a just a really good like horror action good time kind of movie but it has that same vibes of it feels like she's in the hunger games so that's definitely check that one out and then also if you're kind of into like ya dystopia survival um you should check out uh any one of the maze runner movies i don't know if you guys have ever seen these movies um it falls Thomas and Newt and their friends. Okay. Mino. Okay. Um, All right, Dan. So your second, your second one. <laughs> I had one more. Oh, Brett, go ahead. Uh, it's more of an adult version of a dystopian like survival movie, but check out Children of Men. Ooh. Uh, huh. It's by Alfonso Cuaron. I think I'm saying that right. He's the guy that did Gravity, but it's basically a future movie um, where the birth rate has gone down to like zero. And it's like the world is falling apart and everyone's dying and a baby gets born. And so it's just like the like a journey across the world to protect this baby amongst like a bunch of bad guys. Mm. It's it's more of the reach. It's the unexpected pick of that group. But yeah, sure. sorry. All right. Um, so uh, to, to follow up with Brett, here's a book recommendation or here's a movie recommendation based off a book. And the only reason I'm doing it this way 
is because I feel like most people who read often or listen to us have heard of this book, but maybe not the movie. So A Man Called Uva, fantastic book. Uh, so great, good. Great found family, really wholesome, really tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. If you like that book or really anything by Frederick Bachman, because all of his stuff is really good, uh, check out Peanut Butter Falcon, which is Ooh, yeah, so good. great things. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie or not, but it is... Uh, about um, a boy who really just wants to be uh, a pro wrestler. Like that's his dream. Um, And he has Down syndrome and he lives in a home where he's cared for. And him and a couple other people in this home, they like watch wrestling all the time together and he's super into it. And like the, the gimmick with this character is that he's like super strong. And so he breaks out of this home to travel like the like the outer banks coastline to get to like a wrestling school and um shortly after he breaks out he runs into uh this homeless like a vagabond who just rides around on his boat and travels like the the same area that they're in and who happens to be played by Shia LaBeouf and it's just really good it's like really wholesome it's two people who are very different who uh, through the course of this journey, even in like the trailer, it calls it like a like a modern Mark Twain movie because it's just two people that are very different, but in the end, like really grow close to each other. And it's just a super cute, wholesome movie. I've been nice. meaning to check it out. It's actually one of my father-in-law's favorite movies. He it's talks so about good. it all yeah. the time. Oh, really? It's, so good. Awesome. it's also yeah. like 80 minutes long. It's really short. Oh, we love a short movie. We love a short movie. The trailer for the movie is arguably like one of the most wholesome parts. The trailer is very, very good, mm-hmm. um, but it's just awesome. And like uh, to step one step past the movie, all of the interviews um, with Shia LaBeouf and Zach, who is the the actor with Down syndrome, it, are just they're awesome. Like you can tell that oh, that's they so cool. actually grew like super close to each other filming this movie. And so it's just really cool. Um, I also have been meaning to check out A Man Called Otto, which is the uh, Tom version. Hanks My dad adaptation. Did he like it? He, he said he liked it. Okay, because it looks like a pretty true adaptation. They changed it from A Man Called Uva. Frederick Brockman's a Swedish author, um, and a, a, like all, most of his books, are, they take place in Sweden. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know why they felt the need to change it for an American audience. Um, okay, yeah, I was wondering if it was connected. I would have loved if it was just a band called Ufa and they filmed and did everything in Sweden, but yeah. I don't know. With Tom Hanks. What... Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? Like, it, they could have. Uh, um, Uva does exist, I think. Like, it's a Swedish... A man called Uva, yeah, they did make yeah. a show, I think. Like, oh, okay, uh, cool. Um, yeah, and I think that I think that might be on streaming. Um, but I, either way, I, I want to check out both because the book is fantastic. Okay, go ahead, Parker. Go ahead, big guy. Go ahead, big fella. Uh, okay, so this one is a book recommendation based off of a movie. Um, y'all have seen Cabin in the Woods, yes? yes. Love it. This is, it, this is the, Cabin in the Woods, uh, listeners. It, it's one of our Halloween traditions. Uh, it, we watch it pretty much annually. Um, and it's just like a, a very fun uh, mystery about a, a group of teens who go to a cabin 
um, kind of horror, kind of sci-fi. It's not what you'd comedy. expect. Yes, it's got a lot of comedy in it. Um, it it's very good. Um, and if you like that setting of of like teens going to a cabin and and spooky things happening and it being a mystery that you have to unfold, um, then I, I recommend checking out Summer's Edge by Dana Melly or Melly. Um, ha, have, have I talked to you all about this book? I don't think I read so. it last year. No. I want you to um, talk to me about it, though. Well, so it's it's interesting because I. I, I yeah I will I'll speak on it. Um, so <laughs> I, I read it last year. I, I, it just kind of as like a, a one off. It's a it's a YA book, um, and it it takes place uh, where a group of friends go back to a cabin a year after um, a tr- tragedy had ensued. So essentially, they like the this the same group of friends had been going to this cabin annually as like a you know a, a just a vacation that they did together these teens and then one of them dies and then they go off to college and then they decide you know out of kind of like in respect and memory they're going to go back to the cabin um one last time sounds like a great idea right <laughs> yeah um so but it, it uh it, it it was a very quick read um, I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't know where it was going uh, the entire time. And then the end was genuinely a surprise. I will say, um, and I, I think I put this in my Goodreads review, is that it does a twist ending that I personally liked, but I could see being pretty polarizing, um, or, which I think pretty much aligns with Cabin in the Woods, right? Like, I feel like if you watch that movie... Yeah. Um, if you wanted it to be your standard, you know, people go to a cabin and then like a, a horror haunting thing ensues, you're going to be in for a surprise because there's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes. So um, Summer's Edge has that feel. Uh, easy read, fun, not too not too horror, um, definitely horror elements, but nothing like to keep you up awake at night. Definitely not gory or anything like that. Um, but I, I'd recommend it. I feel like it, we haven't talked about it a ton. I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it. So, so check that one out. I, yeah. Nice. You guys have given me two, two great ones so far. Dan, yes. what do you, what do you got? Yeah, dude. All right. What I got my last one, little, little behind the scenes here. Um, as we were preparing this episode, I specifically asked these two goons, how many they were bringing because what if this, I, is, what if this is the last one? Because yeah. I said, I'm going to bring two and Parker re- reply to me was okay that's perfect and then when Parker, we started do you remember recording, this happening i said no. i'm gonna bring two and then parker said what you only brought two just like that yeah so i mean i, I had six prepared and brett yeah. has a, a good handful okay yeah um i we was both have 10 parker so this one let's was let's, the one... let's end it let's end it with this one <laughs> this is the one i like the like, only one doing three i pulled up really quick um but it's not bad. So the Truman Show, if you have seen or enjoy the Truman Show, which I love, Truman Show's amazing. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. It's so good. So uh, it's a little bit of a stretch, but there can be some comparisons. The Hike by Drew McGarry, which is another book I've talked about on this podcast. So the difference between uh, these two pieces of media is in the Truman Show, you have like the dramatic irony of 
um, you know that everyone is in on Truman. Like, you know what's going on with his life. Uh, The hike, you are basically Truman. Like, you have no idea what's going on at all. But it's two, um, uh, two main characters that are just going through their lives and they have no clue what's going on around them. And it's like a wild ride all around. Um, so the hike is uh, a story. It's a adventure sci-fi horror story. I guess you could say uh, to, to set the stage for it. A man uh, leaves his family to go to like countryside Pennsylvania for a work conference at this hotel right before like the big conference meeting he decides to go on a a quick hike to just kind of reset his brain get out nature a little bit and on this hike he is run down by two uh cannibalistic beings out of god and he comes to a point where he realizes he can't turn around like there's something going on where he can't Physically? turn around to get back to the hotel. And he ends up in this like paradoxical world with like giant beast and talking crabs. And the only way. Forward, oh, you got me talking crabs. I'm sold. <laughs> the only, the only thing he can do is move forward through this weird, like timeline. He's somehow placed himself in. And the whole story is him just like, overcoming the odds and trying to get out back to like a normal life this sounds so good what's this that called? sounds amazing it's the hike yeah i've talked about it before and i never gave details on it because that's how the book was presented to me it was presented as hey read the book called the hike it's about a, a man who goes on a hike and i'm not gonna say it's a good book like it's fine i think i gave it three stars it's really really freaking weird it's a super weird book Mm. Um, but it's worth a read just to like be a part of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, That's fun. All right. Do y'all want me to round this out? Round it, round me out like a, like a spherical ball. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is kind of a, a book that was a movie that I think the movie's more prominent that I, and, th- and then I'm going to recommend another book from that. So the book is Coraline by Neil Gaiman, mm. but I think most people have probably watched Coraline uh, the 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 timber uh, timber in I think surely, it's Tim Burton. Surely it's Tim Burton. Um, no, it, it was made by it was made by Leica. I'm looking it up. Oh, it might be Del Toro. Looking it up. Look it up for us. We have technology. Um, but while Daniel's looking it up, Coraline is about a girl who um uh, is kind of okay. It's Henry Dan. Selleck. We all know okay. who that is, right? <laughs> you know, Henry that's Selleck. the guy who did. Yes, he's the guy that did the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, um, so so Coraline is this story of a girl who kind of has this like sad life and she wishes for more and they her family moves into this creepy old home um, with a bunch of uh, weird like characters that are also in the home um, and it, she, she just she kind of wants for more and then she finds this door and this door leads to another world that is just like our just like the her world in this house but it's it's the other the other world you know quote unquote so like in this world she has her other mother and her other father and there's uh different versions of the weird quirky characters in her house and it's almost a um like creepy Alice in Wonderland where she stumbles down this hole this door and uh everything seems to be good 
and uh, what she had wanted until she realizes that there's a very sinister plot going on um, with with other mother and this this world that she has stumbled into. And it's a fantastic book and fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it as a kid, it was so scary as an adult. It's scary. Like it, it <laughs> yeah, really it's very is like, it's a great Halloween movie. Um, if you if you want to watch a, a good spooky flick, um, but also just like fascinating. The lore behind it's fascinating. The world's fascinating. The characters are great. I'm a big fan of Coraline. But I'm not here to just talk about Coraline. The book that I want to recommend based off of that is V.E. Schwab's Gallant. And I know I've I feel like I've probably talked about this. I know I've talked to you two about it. Um, this was one of her more recent books um, and maybe her most recent. Um, I think so. I think so. Um, and Gallant is very much a Coraline story. So it, it's this orphan girl who uh, whose mother is gone um, and her voice is also gone. She she can't speak. She's a mute, but she's left with these creepy notes, this book that um, are kind of like letters to her father. And uh, it, it's very weird and ominous. And it's about this house and and these rules that she can't like go to this house. Uh, you know, long story short, she ends up there. She uh, she finds this device that lets her go into this alternate world, this Alice in Wonderland story in into this um, this very creepy, sinister reverse version of this house. Um, and it, it does that that same thing where it's this this mystery, this coming of age story, kind of a uh, a, a, a warning, both of these stories of like don't wish away the good that you have or, or, or be thankful for what you have um, because what you go out searching for might actually not be very great and very grand. Um, but both very good, like heartwarming stories, but wrapped up in this very like dark, macabre, weird, yeah. uh, eerie setting that um, I think is very special to both of those books um and, and gallant in particular has some phenomenal art and um the art's like kind of like rorschach test style throughout the book uh with like ink blots that are very like eerie that go along with the book it's just fun it's it's like a a a good like you know nice rainy day read when you just want something to kind of give you the chills and and uh make you think so i'm a big fan of both of those um, check out Gallant. Check out Coraline. Um, yeah, that's that's what I brought. This has been fun. This is great. I love doing this because uh, I it's fun to get recommendations from you guys who I talk to all the time. And I feel like I can't learn anything new. And then from this, I have a list of books and movies to check out. So thank you both for doing this. Yeah, thank you. This has been this has been great. We'll do it yeah. again soon. Uh, one quick little quick little shout out. There is a subreddit called Suggest Me a Book. And it's literally this topic, so it's really fun to to oh, browse every cool. now and then. But also, sometimes would people would just post like a photo and be like, "Hey, what book? Wow, like, what books come to your mind based on this photo?" And it's fun to see like people's opinions and thoughts. <laughs> oh, so that's so cool. Hey, maybe that's it. a uh, 
well, I don't know since this is an audio medium, but we could we could twist the uh, the rules of engagement for how we do yeah. our recommendations next time. Yeah, we we could twist the offerings. Okay. Twist the 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 cult offerings. Well, cool. Um, let's bookmark it. Let's bookmark it. Any any uh, thank yous? Thank you for uh, Adrian Tchaikovsky for writing Children of Time, our book of May. Wow, the yes. transition. You like that? Um, pick it up, read it. I'm going to actually try to read all three of these bad boys, I think. It's decided, uh, but I have to get through. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a, that's a lot of reading. <laughs> I have to get through this. It's been a while since I made a bold claim that I haven't uh, stood up to. So here we go. Let's see how here it goes. Here we go again. <laughs> Clock starts now. Clock starts now. Uh, yeah, pick it up. Uh, that will be the last episode of May. I have no more thank yous. What about you guys? Uh, just thank you to the obvious. listeners. Yeah, thank uh, yeah. Listeners. Thank, thank you to the listeners. Y'all are great. Y'all are the uh, the peanut butter to our jelly sandwiches. Um, and we peanut butter really, to our falcon. You, you're the peanut butter to our falcon. Um, you're the other sexual. to our. You're the other to our mother. Uh, you're the hunger to our games. Um, so thank you for joining us today uh thank you as always uh jacob robinson for the intro and outro of our podcast and thank you to maddie moon um for our lovely lovely cover art and for growing a baby for me um and for (laughs) us (laughs) for me not just for me um but you know it's i just you know just a little nice thank you yeah um Thank you. Yeah. And uh, Dan already said the book, so I think we're good to just bookmark it. Bye. <laughs> no, that's not what <laughs> nope. we do. No. Give it the real one. The real books were the ones that were recommended along the way. I love it. Thank you. 